0: Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast, and here is your
1: host, Ryan Mack. Welcome to the Payments Journal Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Mack. Now, as we are all aware, the payments ecosystem affects everyone and every company that interacts with the flow of money, and by and large, that means everyone. But not everyone is a payments expert, and that includes merchant organizations. But the question that should be asked is, should merchant organizations be payment experts? Because when you look at the payments ecosystem, they are in fact a main component of it. So on this episode of the podcast, we're going to take a look at that question from a compliance and regulations lens of the industry and dive deep into the conversation. I'm joined by Nirmal Kumar, who is the CTO and head of product of Alias Wire, and Don Apgar, who is the director of the merchant service advisory practice at Mercator Advisor Group. So there's certainly a lot of data and insight to unpack on this episode. So without any further delays, let's start the show normal and dawn it's an absolute pleasure to have you on today's episode where we're really going to be diving into a very interesting report coming out of Verizon that's really focusing on pci compliance here uh normal i want to start off with a very interesting statistic coming from this report here that stated that only 27 or 27.9 percent of all companies are pci compliant and when initially i hear that i mean that's very shocking to me that it does The number is that low. So I'm curious, maybe you could kind of start us off by kind of talking a little bit about PCI compliance and then maybe why in particular that number kind of seems very low.
2: Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Um, So let me uh, start with uh, the PCI compliance itself. I mean, it's a payment card industry data security standard, what it stands for, uh, you know, is a set of security standard that existed since 2004 and all the card brands support it and enforce it. Uh, to ensure that all the businesses are uh, storing and transmitting the payment card information securely through their environment. And there are appropriate controls and security measures taken uh, while the payments are being uh, accepted and processed. Now, why it's important, why the card brands instituted it, because it builds a trust between the business and the customer. If, If I'm paying my bill, i want to be sure that my card information is secure in your environment and in your uh, in your technology so that said uh, it's always been challenged um, you know right from the beginning to be compliant because it's not only a technology investment it's a it's a throughout the organization ripple effect from process to personnel uh, to technology encryption security you talk about it it covers a very broad set of things within the ecosystem so An organization might invest a lot of money, get compliant, but because of the ever-changing security threats and sometimes the standards also get upgraded, it's hard to keep up with. And in the same report, if you look at the stats, you know, in 2010, 22% of the organizations were compliant. It peaked at 2016 around 55.4% of organizations. Now a new set of standards came PCI 3.2, and in 2019 that percentage dropped to 27.9 now that's a staggering drop and that highlights the fact that it's not a one time investment it's a constant upkeep of the systems personnel and processes to to fight with the security threats and and that is that is the challenge that most businesses face and you know as good as accepting payment is for a lot of businesses this is not their core business they are hotels hospitality airlines their their main business is something else this is not what they specialize in and i think that also creates challenges for them and cost centers uh, around this around this piece
0: yeah i think the uh, i think the pandemic has has, uh, some a lot to do with that too i know you know we've talked a lot about that in the past but you know as we got into the COVID environment a lot of merchants had to pivot very quickly right And, and bring out new ways to interact with their customer new channels right new uh new new ways to accept payments new ways to embed payments right in, in other customer interactions and i think that demand was there and it's kind of like we got to push this stuff out we got to we got to bring these capabilities to market worry about the security later right yep. and i think you know i put a lot of pressure on, on businesses to you know you've got you've got kind of the double whammy of of increasingly complex PCI standards with 32 and then also you know merchants being pressured to use uh, payment data in more ways and accept it in more places. And that just compounds the problem of how do you keep it secure, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's right. And, and you know, um, it, it's uh, you rightly said, pandemic really added to the fact. Um, and uh, the top industries that are affected are hospitality and retail, which, you know, are very, you know, pandemic-affected um, industries.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you know all the all the the, the contactless interactions and and especially in uh, in hospitality, it's uh, you know very 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 interesting.
1: Yeah, no, normal I, I want to pick up on one of the things that you had brought up in terms of because I mean I think it's an extremely valid point here is that organizations aren't in the business to be you know say hey we understand PCI compliance, a merchant is saying, you know, if we look at hospitality, well, okay, I'm in the hospitality industry. I'm not in the payments industry itself. So maybe you can kind of talk to how it is then that companies can really manage compliance, kind of knowing that, Hey, we're not payments industries, you know, experts here, uh, type of thing. So how, how is it that you see that organizations go about managing that compliance aspect?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that they, they can do is, uh, and kind of outsource or partner for you know their billing and payment related needs uh, to a fully integrated partners. And the reason I why, why I bring up fully integrated partner is because you, you don't want to compromise on your user experience. You know just because you want to accept payment securely, you don't want to create that extra step for your users to go to some other website or have a very kludgy way of uh, you know entering the card data and something like that. So, uh, that said, I mean, we, we offer, uh, you know, direct biller as uh, an EBPP solution, which is a, you know, PCI DSS Level 1 Certified compliant System. And in, in our system, um, the billers who accept credit cards uh, only have to fill like a PCI self-assessment questionnaire. It's called SAC-A form, where they are attesting that no credit card data traverses their systems, which means the data goes straight from the end user to the fully integrated partner system. And then that keeps them completely out of the scope for for PCI, and it's a one-pager form um, that they just have to fill out every year. Uh, And uh, for businesses that we do the acquiring for, even this one-pager form is automated, and we manage that on their behalf. So this can be a great cost-effective way of, accepting payments platform that gives you capabilities like single sign-on you know all the all the integration points so that your user experience is not degraded while maintaining for security and compliance around the the pci data
0: yeah yeah i think that's 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 absolutely right because you know especially as the, the the requirements are getting are getting more stringent you know trying to safeguard payment data within the system of a company who's not in the payments business, this becomes a game of whack-a-mole. And again, I think that's that's why you we're seeing the numbers that we are from Verizon. You know, it's pretty clear the best practice uh, for a lot of vertical markets is exactly that: keep the data out of my system, and then I yeah. don't have to worry about PCI compliance. And the attestation becomes a becomes a rubber stamp because you know when they ask me how I'm safeguarding data, the answer is easy: I don't have any data, right? I've got a partner that specializes in that business that's doing it for me.
2: Yeah, and you brought up a great point about the requirements being stringent. And I think in 3.2, they introduced something, you know, because of which we brought in new technology as, as a payment specialist. We call a secure tokenization widget, which essentially takes the the card data straight from users' browser to our servers. It doesn't even go to the, the biller server even during transition. So not only you you're not storing any data, you're not even transitioning any card data through your system. So it, uh, so that's that's very important for the technology provider to be able to give you all options, whether it's a a click button that takes you to a different website or a single sign-on experience or a secure tokenization widget that can be embedded into your very complex workflow because you might be you know, a Fortune 500 insurance company and have a great workflow of underwriting someone and, you know, taking payments, you don't want them to go to a different site to accept payments. So the capabilities do matter in terms of uh, providing users the best in class experience.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think that's why a lot of companies have hung on for so long trying to manage payment and all the data security that goes around it because they're afraid if they outsource, they're gonna lose control over the user experience they're not going to have access to the data, right? But with the right partner, you know, they can still maintain top quality UX, right, with, you know, using a specialized company that, that uh, you know, ensures PCI compliance by keeping the data out of their system. And the tokenization capabilities still allows them to track customers' movements, right, and manage that relationship as if they had the payment data in-house. So it's really the best of both worlds.
1: You know, if I can, Normal, I'd, I'd love to ask the question, uh, just because I think some merchants are large enough that they have an individual or a few individuals that are solely dedicated to the payment experience side of the things and taking a look at their payment strategy. But there are other merchants that that don't have that resource that's, ava- that's available. Are there certain things that you would call out that are kind of like warning signs or call signs that kind of dictate that, hey, you probably want to pick up the phone and give us a call if you're seeing X, Y, or Z things start to go through like what what are kind of those signs from a merchant's perspective that they might they might be able to see on their end that kind of clues them into, hey, I've got an issue with, with PCI compliance here and this is how we'll be able to fix the issues that I'm directly seeing?
2: Well if they're accepting any kind of card data, I mean the the issues will be pointed out by the auditor themselves. You know, there will be process issues, personnel issue, you know, in during part of the PCI they do interview internal folks and if they say, well, I I pick up the phone and, you know, I get the card number on the, the sticky note and then I enter in this system and, you know, some of the logs are printing the card number, you know, all those are kind of signs. If, if they see their infrastructure is constantly chasing uh, card security related data, that that means the system is not built ground up. Thinking about PCI and data security and card data security and that's the time I think they should look out for uh, vendors or partners or systems that can uh, that can provide them solutions.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's tricky. Uh, you know a lot of a lot of merchants started out on this path and said, okay, well I can I can create an environment where I can accept a transaction and, and process it securely and store it securely, right? And that's that's not the big issue. But the big issue is down the road. Well, who else needs that data? So marketing says, well, I need that data. I need to track those customers. We need to be able to target, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Customer services, hey, I need those. I need that information to be able to, you know, either process a return or resolve a problem. You know, it, it finance may need that information, and so, so having access throughout the organization is what creates all this like Swiss cheese PCI environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, without the help of a specialized partner that knows how to manage. Access and storage. It, it really, it, it, it's it, it's super hard for an organization to keep up on their own.
1: All right. So I, I know that we've talked a little bit a little bit about this here, but I think I want to go a little bit more in depth for our audience. Uh, Normal. What then does an outsourced PCI compliance really then look like?
2: A, a right partner or the right platform. The, the number one is of course um, they they are maintaining their level one PCI DSS compliance. You know, a number of years in a row. You should look for that. Uh, the partner has um, the capabilities to provide you all the integrations you need so that you don't have to uh, compromise on the user experience. You know, whether it means you already have a portal, you want to add payment acceptance capability, your user should be able to single sign on and make a payment. Or you have a workflow, which is pretty complex, and at some point in the workflow you accept payments or accept card data at that point, you should be able to tokenize the card information and, and securely <clears throat> process the payment as and when needed using that token, not the actual card data. And then, then comes the compliance part. You, you know Your partner should be able to provide compliance reports. They should be open for any kind of independent scanning you want to institute on them. Um, that, those are some of the capabilities that the partners can provide and which also gives you comfort that they are the right partner. They understand it. They have their house in order, and and they will do what they're saying they will.
0: Yeah, and it's uh it's sad to say that there's there's still still companies out there that are doing the the you know the redirect the old original PayPal where they take it to a separate payment server, and you, you lose the whole user experience. I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, with the technology that's available to, today, there's no reason that a company should have to compromise anything in terms of a UX right? Just to bring in a a, a PCI partner.
1: Excellent. Well, I think we'll end it on that note there. Uh, So, Normal, Don, thank you so much for taking the time today for talking to me about PCI compliance and outsourcing that PCI compliance. And I hope to have you both back on the podcast real soon.
2: Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Don. Pleasure talking. Thanks, Ryan.